Hello, Internet. Welcome to episode 130 of Frameskip, a video game podcast. Usually four friends, sometimes three friends, occasionally two friends, but tonight we're rocking four. Nope, just I feel three. like 99% of the time we're at three. Yeah. Yeah. Usually but, three, but sometimes four. I don't want to leave anyone out, <laughs> you know. Um, Who are we leaving out? Coach the Kyle Newman. Oh my God, I forgot he existed. <laughs> How could you? He occupies such a big, big part of my heart, big part of my brain. Always thinking about <laughs> Coach a little bit. <sighs> I am your host tonight, George. Those lovely voices you heard were Seth and Austin, my boys, my gamers, my friends, my pals. Guys, I am so curious to know what you have been playing this past week. But honestly, I don't give a shit because I really want to talk about what I've been playing this past week. Dude. I've been playing... Hot Wheels Unleashed on PlayStation 5, and that game is freaking excellent. What happened to fun games? I gotta ask that first, because all due respect to Forza and Gran Turismo, incredible accomplishments, that's cool. Those cars look really realistic. They fucking suck to play, man. They're, like, not fun to play. Even Forza knew that. That's why they started doing Forza Horizon. And then all of a sudden, that game became more of a chore to play than a video game to play. And then out of nowhere, out of the closet, out of out of the garage comes Hot Wheels Unleashed. That game is freaking excellent. I cannot stress this enough. That game is so much fun. There's a sequel coming out in th- five weeks that I was completely unaware of that I am now seriously nice. considering getting day one because that is how much freaking fun I'm having with this game. That's freaking awesome, George. Let well, me tell I you what happened. I feel weird saying, <laughs> fuck, I, like, we can swear, right? We swear now? No, you freaking can't, George. You oh, absolutely freaking fr- cannot. Uh, uh, that freaking sucks. Let me, uh, let me freaking <laughs> tell you what happened, George. It's, it's, all these, it's all these artsy losers that started the, that started the um, narrative that <clears throat> video games don't have to be fun when Death Stranding and The Last of Us 2 came out, and then they sold a trillion copies so the companies don't make them anymore. That's not what happened because video that games. That is what happened. No, racing games weren't fun before that happened. I got to be honest. This feels like a third. I, I feel like I'm playing Cruise in USA, where it is just like strictly arcade goodness. It's just like, hey, do you want to like get into a race incredibly fast and just pick up a stupid car and just do do loops with your car and hit boost pads with your car and maybe maybe hit some cool jumps, maybe miss a few jumps, maybe maybe you go so fast you go off the track. I don't even know. So much shit happens in this game and it's incredible. And it's so much fun to play. I played I like eight hours into it this weekend. Maybe we should ask Austin what happened to these games since he was like a literal professional at the Sonic uh, yeah, you kart see, racing game. You see, I just... Frankly, I wiped the floor with um, the entire Sonic All-Stars Racing Transform community on the Nintendo Wii U in 2012. And so (laughs) everybody just gave up at that point, George. I was uh, top 100 in the world for many months in that game. And they just, you know, nobody could take the heat. And I I can't tell if you're a I can't tell if you're joking. Were you actually good at that game? Yes. No, I was. I, I am not joking. I was actually top 100 in the world in that game. <laughs> for, for I'm sorry, which you said Mario Kart? Which Sonic one? Racing Transform. So the second one. Oh, yeah. I mean, only like 97 people played that. Right. So That's the everyone. thing. That's the thing. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it really means that much. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like once we got to the end of the PS3 generation, that's where the fun kind of stopped. Like, 
I don't I guess when I think of games like Hot Wheels Unleashed, I, it just my head instantly thinks like PS3 generation. I don't I don't know why. There were just a lot of fun games on that system and yeah, I'd say even on the 360 and we kind of lost that once we hit PS4 and Xbox 1 in my opinion. You bring up an interesting point. I feel like games got so tired of not being considered art they overcorrected and yep. now they're explicitly trying to show how artful and artistic they are yeah and like that's great like it 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 is very much like the superhero movieification effect for games i feel where like the last of us came out it is lauded as like one of the best stories of all time one of the best games of all time i think that game fucking sucks to play the story's awesome i guess i don't care about it it's like a really depressing it's like how often do i rewatch seven i'm like well not very often because that movie's kind of a <laughs> fucking downer to be honest last of us feels kind of like a suicide note i'm not really sure how much time i want to spend there you know and then all of a sudden everyone was just like no we can make a big serious game oh no we can we can push the medium forward we can do something that's never been told in terms of storytelling and the same thing with like they're just chasing like they're not even chasing the money of the last of us i understand that game makes money but like i don't know call of duty makes money FIFA makes but like all these fucking games make money but like with movies they were just like oh no we need it to be big we need it to be tied to a franchise we need it to be multi-marketable you know across all these demos and everything and like they just took over and they like took all the air out of the movie theaters now in their absence so they're starting to collapse and so it's like all right what do movies look like in a post-marvel world I don't know what games are going to look like I think games has like a bigger more diverse ecosystem like there's a hundred games that come out on steam every month that like I've never heard of and I'm sure are very good yeah but like, man, it's just so refreshing to play a fun video game that just is, you know, like there's nothing to it. There's a giant grid. It's like, it's basically hot, hot need for, not need for speed, uh, burnout paradise. You know how like you could like drive around an open world and then just like start certain events like a, a eight person race or like a time trial or whatever. Like it's basically that, except you're just on an overworld map and that is all the single player content. There's like 52 races, 26 time trials, seven secrets, I think, five boss fights, nine secrets, whatever. And it's just like, oh, shit, this is like the most pick up and play game I've played in the last five years. And it's excellent. And I, I just miss this type of arcadey experience that also has stuff for you to build. Like, I'm building my collection. I've got dozens of cars. I feel excellent. I feel great. The pen, the pen, the pendulum's going to swing the other way at some point. Why can't I hear myself anymore? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Oh, okay, whatever. The the pendulum's gonna swing the other way at some point. I mean, I think I think people are sick of like these super deep dark video games, and um, we'll get more fun games. I mean, I, you just gotta support the fun games, right? And then then right. the big giant the big giant rich people that control our whole lives are gonna be like, oh wow, they want some more fun games, and they're gonna they're gonna make the slaves below them make more fun games. Um, George, just out of curiosity, while we're talking about this, just. Did you ever by chance play um Cruisin' Blast when that came out on the Switch like two years ago, maybe three years ago? I did not. I thought it looked like a lot of fun, but I just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I gotta be honest, the fact that there's trophies for Hot Wheels like really goes a long yeah. way. And the fact that I'm I get to play with friends. The one annoying thing about Hot Wheels is like you can't just have a party of your friends and jump into a race. Like you have to jump into a race and then invite your friends and they have to hurry and answer oh. the invite. Otherwise, the lobby is going to full like fill up. So, like, that's really annoying. But besides that, I think that this game annoying. is that's the I Mario Kart Eight method. Great Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. Um, dude, you know what? The last game that I felt like that was is that uh, Sackboy PS Five game. 
with like that was that game's good boys yeah big adventure big i wasn't sure if it was big adventure i can remember yeah that game that game was phenomenal um and i was playing and had a big smile on my face the whole time because well also i I had i felt the sense of dread because i knew that the ps5 controller was never going to be used that good ever again yeah because for some reason we keep launching consoles with like these really annoying peripheral like like not peripherals but um like features that game developers drop six months later the one that that kills me is the at least on the dual sense like most of the stuff gets used just not as effectively as it was in um astro's playroom or whatever it was Mm -hmm. on the that kind of tech demo type thing Mm-hmm. But the one that kills me, the piece of like hardware, I guess that that kills me, that is just literally never used, is the infrared camera that is on the Switch Joy-Con, because it just, it just sits this. there. It doesn't ever get used. Nothing uses it ever. There's a there's an infrared camera on the Switch Joy-Con. Yes, yeah, so on your right Joy-Con. If you look at the bottom of it, there's a little like black piece, and it's an infrared camera. And the only game that I can think of that uses it is one two switch where you hold it like in front of your mouth and you like bite like you're eating a sandwich <laughs> and that's that's the that's the only game that i'm aware of that uses that but at that's least like awesome. the dual sense like kind of uses some of the stuff here and there you know what um i was i was flabbergasted because are you playing final fantasy 14 on pc a little of both. I've actually switched more over to uh, PS5 since Andy started playing so she can play on PC. Did you notice you can feel the footprints? Yes. Like people person stepping through the PS5? I was like, wow, that's pretty neat. Why? I wonder why they added that. I know. But whatever. And the mounts, <laughs> did you notice the mounts feel differently too? Like when they flap their wings and stuff, depending on the mount, it'll change the vibration and the dual sense. Huh. It's pretty interesting. I, will, I, haven't, I haven't flown yet because I've just been cruising through Endwalker, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. George, I want to play um, Hot Wheels. What is it? Hot Wheels Unleashed? So- yeah, I was an idiot. I kept Googling. Uh, I was like looking up the trophy guide to be like, is yeah. there anything I should be like paying attention to? And I kept calling it Hot Wheels Force Unleashed. I'm like, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not what it's called. That would be um, a sweet crossover. That though. would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love like the sequels coming out and it's uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed to turbo i think is like what it's called i'm oh, like that's yeah, fuck it that's like 90s name. 90s naming conventions I absolutely love it dude uh, i miss i miss subtitles and titles like it should be like hot wheels unleashed 2 we're back or something <laughs> you know like what happened to goofiness man like what's a goofy that's the thing i think that's why this year more than any other year i've i've, I've played my switch so much more this year and i think it is because of that where it's like everything is so intense and dour and mature on PlayStation. And like, there's a time and a place for that. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love taking things seriously, but man, when everything is serious and every single news headline makes me question everything about like, why are we here? Should I have kids in a world like that? Like everything is just so shitty so often. And I'm like, man, you know, it's really cool. Uh, being this weird little fucking alien and throwing, plant babies at things to <laughs> carry back to my spaceship like that's that's kind of neat hey you that's, know what really helped me and i'm being serious right now stop watching the news stop reading the news so much and it, it's seriously i know this is kind of like offensive to austin but like <laughs> it really it really did help because it's so depressing man all the time it's just no, tough when the news no finds you 
No it's just stuff when the news finds you. Like, oh, I just want to dick around. Oh, what are my friends saying on Twitter? Oh, what are my uh, what what do my friends get up to on Instagram this weekend? And then it's just like, oh, hey, there was a bombing in Kiev. It's like, oh, sick. Yeah, I yeah. I literally like unfollowed and like muted all. So like, I can't get news unless I actively go out and search for it. I'm like, oh, what's going on in the world? Oh, there's aliens now. That's interesting. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. It's the craziest thing that no one cares either. Like, I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Well, I just I haven't seen like compelling enough evidence that is like more convincing than what I already assumed. I was like, yeah, obviously there's fucking aliens, but like, what do they look like? Like, that's where I'm at. Where I'm like, what? what well, like, it's they, crazy. Are they that tall? It's... Are they blobby? Like, give me some more <laughs> details because like I just assumed there was aliens. Okay, but like, like, like I think that people aren't being like blown away enough by the details. Is that they the okay? So like. They've re- gone to crashes and retrieved alien bodies. This is in the congressional record now, right? They they have them. The, yes. What they said on they record, have they have obtained biological material. <laughs> yeah. So and th- this also makes us. There is a successful government conspiracy, which means that nothing is off the table anymore, right? Because they've hid it for years. The guy said since like the forties they've hid this, and it's like. This was a real conspiracy. They like they 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 did it. They they fooled us all. They're like, oh no, Roswell, that's a weather balloon. My favorite no, it is like man. <laughs> my, my favorite is like the vindication of uh, was it Tom DeLong from from Blink One Eighty Two, who know. has like long since been like an alien conspiracist. Like wrote the song Aliens Exist and like got made fun of for years, and then like left Blink One Eighty Two, started his band Angels and Airwaves, where like a lot more of the songs were about aliens. And like all the memes about him just being on cloud nine after those congressional hearings just make me so happy because like I love the guy he's a little weirdo, but it seems like he was a right weirdo. <laughs> you know, he was a correct, <laughs> a correct weirdo this entire time. So like, I've I've always kind of been above above on the mind that like no conspiracies aren't generally real because the government can't pull them off, but it turns out they can. <laughs> so. What's going on now? I first off, I need to see him. All right, we've all, we've all been prepared enough. Show me the alien. I want to know what it looks like. I want to know what it is, dude. There's a lot of people saying they might not be aliens. They might be like fourth dimensional beings, which is like even more How crazy because you literally can't the, wrap your mind. The U.S. Around government that. can't send COVID checks on time, but they can contain a fourth dimensional being. Get the fuck out of here, Seth. That's not a thing. Well, I think they didn't contain it. I I, I think the the assumption is that it crashed. On its own volition, and then we're yeah, like, but like wow, so a fourth dimensional being just like actually leaves a corpse. That's not how the fourth dimension works. How do you know how the fourth dimension works, fourth dimension George? Time, dickhead. Like, what the fuck do you think that means? Good. I don't know. A snail can't figure out how a smartphone works. We don't know what's going on with these things. Um, you know, here's my ideal situation. I'm I'm imagining a scenario where we find aliens, like they're unveiled to the public, but it turns out they're like. You know, normal humanoid-looking aliens, but they're like a, an inch tall, and the, the UFOs are like the size of like a hamburger. That's, All the that's an ideal situation. Wait, how pissed? How pissed would you be, Seth, if like that's what it was? It's just like, oh yeah, we found evidence of aliens, and like the the spaceship is literally like a hockey puck. Like how? Damn it! <laughs> or like the like, like they show us an alien, it's exact clone of Donald Trump. Like this whole race of aliens just looks like Donald Trump exactly, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. makes so much sense now. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> that what was a key, That was like one of my favorite episodes of South Park, where they talk about how Earth is a reality show, and they're like, "Yeah, of course, Earth is a reality show." What you think, like 
deer and <laughs> you think deer and snakes and people just live together like you think that just happened <laughs> no, there's a planet full of just chinese people they're the china that's planet china there's a planet just of people from norway there's a planet of just deer there's a planet of just ants we thought it'd be interesting to just take a little bit from every planet and put it together on one you're the most famous reality show in the universe that's awesome Look at that yeah episode. so south park is uh those guys are geniuses yeah um i don't know how we got to aliens from uh Hot Wheels Unleashed, but it's a great game. You guys should check it out. It's super, super fun. Are there the, aliens in that game? There's alien cars. There's dragon blaster there cars. There's some dino cars. Dude, imagine I'm, that. Aliens come flying down from space, and they're in freaking Hot Wheels cars that have those giant ass like mufflers on the back of them. They just come falling down through the through the atmosphere on one of those well, things. How how disappointed would you be if it turns out that like. Yeah, if Hot Wheels weren't an idea, like we had cars, but like the idea of making them miniature wasn't an idea until we found aliens in Hot Wheels. And they're like, you know, these are kind of cute, actually. I wonder, right. I wonder, if, I wonder right. if kids would like these. I'm on to something here. All right, talk about your fucking MMO game. I'll, I'll be quiet say for the next six minutes. Say its name. All right, guys, what George. are you up to in Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn? Is it yeah! still a Realm Let's go! Ah! Is it still is it still a realm reborn? Is that still like the subtitle? It's still no. reborn. It's still reborn. Okay. Well, yeah, type, yeah, it's still reborn, but it's Endwalker now. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been doing a whole lot. I I uh, I forget if I mentioned this last week, but I beat Heaven's Ward, so that is the first expansion. I moved into some of the post patch content. I did a few quests there, and for the most part, though, I've just kind of been going around doing some side stuff. Um, Andy renewed her subscription after she literally 100%ed Pikmin 4, which is still insane to me. She played like 40 hours of that game in nice. two weeks. So nice. she is she's now back on the Final Fantasy 14 train as well. So, you know, my, my main sense launch has always been Black Mage, but as I was playing with her through it, maybe three or four years ago, I started a, a White Mage healer character. And it was... When I left off, I think like level 46. So I've switched over some now to healer again with her and I've been messing around with some of that class. And man, the the pressure of keeping people alive in a a four-person raid, let alone an eight-person raid, is so intimidating when you haven't done it for a long time, when everybody is relying on you to survive. Yeah. It's it's a little much at first, but I, I'm I'm enjoying um getting back to healer. And I hear, Seth, you, I don't know if you've ever played White Mage or any of the healer classes, but I hear that White Mage, once you hit um, Shadowbringers, gets really good. I hear that it's got some really good moves and it yeah. really changes. They they call it a uh, red healer because it can do uh, an insane amount of damage with its holy spell. Mm -hmm. So it just, and it, it's like AoE damage too. So. It's funny because people used to meme about the white mage all the time about how you had to turn like your graphic settings for like um to minimal for like um your allies AOE spells because right. the white mage's holy spell is like a giant flash of white light and they <laughs> they can cast it like pretty much continuously. So like, you're sitting there trying to play the game, you're just getting bombarded by white flashes <laughs> like over and over again. Uh, and they're doing like massive amounts of damage. Yeah, the white mage is a really cool class, but Honestly, man, I I really reckon there's no class in Final Fantasy 14 that I think is like lame. I even tried yeah. like Ninja a while back, and Ninja's super fun because you got to put like different command prompts in the controller to do different um, different like ninjutsu spells. 
and it's really cool. A very underplayed class too, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, Final Fantasy fourteen just nails. That's one one of the best things they do is they nail the class um, differences. And I was telling you before, Astrologian is a class that I was playing a little bit, and it was really cool because you get to buff your party and, and pull different cards, and it's really neat. It's really neat. Have you messed around with um what's what's uh is it Final Fantasy Nine the guy with like the gun sword thing what is that called the gun blade yeah 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 have you messed around with that class at all is that, that I don't know eight. if that's tank or DPS that um eight? that's a tank gun gunbreaker I think they're called um yeah it's fine it's see the thing is is that like a lot of the tank classes the the differences aren't in how they play the differences yeah. is in like their utility as in like like for instance the paladin can um heal themselves right uh the dark knight can like spawn a clone to do extra damage um i forget what the warrior does and then like the gunbreaker um i forget what they do too like they they can summon like a like a shield i think but um i I played gunbreaker a little bit and i just wasn't i wasn't feeling it so I, i probably got like 10 levels in yeah yeah, I need to mess around with more of the classes. I mean, for now, I think I'm going to continue on with Black Mage and White Mage and then just kind of get through, you know, what I'm doing. Eventually, I'll probably try some other ones. But um, yeah, that's really what I've been up to. I did mess around, and I don't know if you've done this, Seth, but I messed around some finally with my uh, cross hotbar since I've been playing more on PS5, which for those unaware, that is basically how the game uh divvies down you know going from a full-on keyboard and mouse setup to a controller with far fewer buttons and basically it, it's it lets you swap between l2 and r2 so you'll hold l2 while you're holding l2 it'll give you certain abilities while you're holding r2 it'll give you certain abilities and then you've got your face buttons that let you choose those abilities for each set but um I messed around some this week. I forget what it's called, but you can add on like extra hop bars where if you like mm-hmm. double tap L2, double tap R2, it gives you even more. So I, the game, and I know we've, we've said this before and everybody says this, but it's so good on controller, the way that they designed it. Um, you know, a, a typical PC keyboard mouse type game, you know, the way that they trimmed all that down for controller is so good. It's, it's so playable, which is very impressive. Yeah. And it was, by the way, it was previously believed that it was impossible yep. to do that. Um, people were saying for years that World of Warcraft could never run on a console. And I, I am of the mind now that, yeah, World of Warcraft could run on a console. There's no reason it couldn't. Yeah. There's actually people that do mod World of Warcraft to use like a controller and an, and an action camera type setup. And it looks really cool. But I mean, Final Fantasy 14, man. So good. Just from the get go. George, get Final Fantasy 14. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? I downloaded it. Um, like I said, I put like ten hours into it. I just, like I think I said last week, I just could never tell if what I was doing was important or mattered or was like the right thing to be doing. And it was just, I would go to an area and there'd be eight hundred other people talking to the same person I was talking to. I understand it's just like an MMO, right? Where it's just like people gathering or you know turning in quests or whatever. But then I would just go out and like be in a weird forest area and punching spiders for like 40 minutes and i'm like all right well this this isn't like the most fun um you wanna um, much rather like you know race cars shaped like dinosaurs through loop-de-loops you ought to get on with me and austin playing it some night and and we will guide you through because now andy started Mm -hmm. pedro re-ups his subscription nice so we got we got plenty of people 
to, to play with. Yeah, and I think, um, George, Seth and I were talking in a text group last in our text group last week as we were playing, and you uh, hit on something that I want to bring up for a second. And Seth, you probably know more about it than I do, but the the fact that most MMOs require you to be on the same server to play with other people, but um, and I don't know World of Warcraft setup, so you you might want to correct me. But Final Fantasy XIV is really cool because a few years ago they changed it so that you could basically like travel to another server easily and actually permanently from my understanding as long as you are actively playing yeah and so you can continue playing with people on other servers just like it would be if you started on that server which is awesome yep yep um yeah world of warcraft as far as i know they haven't changed that so that if you start on a different server and your friend starts on a different server either have to pay like 20 bucks or whatever it is or just not play together um and that's how it was in Final Fantasy XIV for a long time. Yes. And then eventually, slowly, they integrated cross-realm support and then cross-world support, which is the worlds with the servers. Um, so, yeah, and that, for instance, me and Austin are on different servers, and I transferred over to his and played with him the other day for free. And it, it's a really good thing, man, because that was always a barrier for MMOs. And Final Fantasy XIV, they used to charge for it. I'm, I'm sure they still do to charge for a permanent transfer. Yeah, But they were like, you know what? why are we stopping people from playing together i and and I, there's probably not a good answer you know so yeah that was that was really cool of them to do i really appreciate that because now you never you never have to to pay that fee ever again right so yeah finally 14 super cool actually awesome i think you and pedro are pretty close in the same spot um he's at he's getting to the end of um heaven's ward he just texted me last night being like Nidhog down. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. boy. <laughs> He's getting there. Yeah. We should play. We got to get on. Dude, I have off all week. This is my second day of vacation. Let's do it. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of what, what I want to say without being offensive. Just when, say it. When does it get interesting? I'm sorry. Like, when does it stop feeling like fetch quest MMO? And then it actually feel because like you guys have always said, like, it doesn't feel like an MMO. It feels like right. a, it, like it a is game. a valid question, though, to be honest. Um, so I just played through this whole game with Pedro again a couple years ago, and this was before they trimmed the fat down. So uh, about two years ago, maybe three, they they took out like a ton of the fetch quests and dumped them from the first expansion because A Realm Reborn was super good and it saved Final Fantasy XIV. But what they did was they added in a whole bunch of like filler quests to get UXP and they didn't have the XP balance made real right. Cause, so I don't know if you remember this, Austin, but getting to like the final level in Final Fantasy XIV was a fucking grind it was like, bad no i remember you were you were and there was no like high-end area so like you you were pretty much stuck in coerthus which was like a level 35 area trying to get to level 50 and it didn't not it didn't work really well so um there was like a whole bunch of like fetch quests that gave you like you know a little more xp and it really ruined like the balance of the story to like mmo questy stuff in final fantasy 14 because you know, for better or worse, Final Fantasy XIV's second iteration 
Realm Reborn was based off of World of Warcraft. And all of World of Warcraft's quests are fetch quests. And everyone skips the tax. No one reads anything. There's a story there, but no one knows it. Like 1% of people know it, right? So <clears throat> where that really changed was, in my opinion, the end of A Realm Reborn going into Heavensward. Now, that was where it was when I was playing through it. But I know that they've gone back and changed the main campaign to make it uh, more, more of a like a straight line, more of a speed run, right? And now you're kind of going from um, icon to icon. What are, what are they called? Espers in Final Fantasy fourteen summons. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, uh, hell, I don't God. know. Are they, I, yeah, are they just primals? Are they just primals? primals? Yeah, I think they're yeah. called primals. Uh, that that's that's the big that's the big thing of a realm reborn is you're going through and you're fighting all these classic Final Fantasy primals, uh, uh, Ifrit, uh, Shiva, Garuda, Titan, Leviathan, and those experiences, like in Final Fantasy 16, are super cool. But you got to get through like a bunch of like meaningless dribble to get there. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, the the base game is pretty slow for a while. I I think really once you get actually pretty much right where Andy is at right now. Once you get to Garuda, which is one of the last primals of the base game is really where it starts to get good. I mean, I think sadly it is hard to get into at first because of the slow burn at the beginning, but I will say this heaven's word. I mean, I haven't gotten any further, but heaven's word is phenomenal uh, when it comes to, you know, storytelling and the, the, uh, raids and the bosses and and the the different things that you do. So it's a little bit of a slow burn. I think that's probably the biggest barrier for people to overcome if they've never played it before. But um, I, I would I would boil it down like this: Final Fantasy fourteen A Realm Reborn is great with friends, but it is hard to get through if you're playing by yourself because the yes. game the game is very fun to play with other people. But if you're just trying to like play through a realm reborn on through the story, it's gonna be hard to get through until you get to like the end of it, and then you get into heaven's word. And then once once you get there, it just gets better and better and better, um, as they got their feet under them and and, and Dude. realized how how to tell a story in MMO. Some of the stuff well, I'm doing now in post patch heaven's word, so there are like patches between each expansion that set up the next expansion. Some of the stuff I'm doing now legitimately has me like super excited i mean the plot is really well done like it's very intriguing very interesting so i'm 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 excited to see where it goes i tried to play on my own so i could catch up so i could play with you guys well see that's that, that's not that's not the way to do it though because the content i think we talked about this last week the content doesn't expire in final fantasy 14 so like me and austin will still get useful currency by doing dungeons with you and then what and you'll get caught up super fast because just like any other rpg the lower levels they they go a lot faster than the, the higher levels okay so just get in there george get in there and 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 let us let us party up and take down some primals you know what i'm saying just, what? No, I, actually, I, I literally do not know what you're saying but um like now. when do you guys normally play <laughs> whenever i get a second yeah pretty much the same (laughs) i try and play most days if possible because i'm trying to get caught up and it's a long long way to go (laughs) i'll be honest i've been exhausted lately i've been sleeping a lot like i i fell asleep playing final fantasy 14 earlier today 
and I woke up to my dog biting my toe. So I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if there was more. Sorry. No. Um, all right. Well, I guess this kind of dovetails into like what is supposed to be our main topic of the show. I, um, I suggested that we talk about the things that really just embody summer. Because I think, Austin, I don't know if you feel this, because you grew up in Georgia, right? Right. So there's not, like, you have a winter, which is different than your summer, but it's not, like, drastically different. You guys aren't buried in snow, right? Not typically, but it's still, um, to explain Georgia's climate, uh, I do live in North Georgia, so it does still get pretty cold up here in the winter. Like, we'll we'll dip into the teens probably uh at, at our coldest days but yeah it's it's still not like up there where you guys are literally like drowning in yeah, snow it was it was negative 30 for like four days in a row yeah and like one day it was negative 50 so right. i just like i only say that just to be like summer is really special to me and i assume special to seth too growing up in in pa yeah absolutely um the difference with me is i actually love the winter Oh, no, I love the winter, too. I really do. But there's just, like, the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, shit, like, it's not like going out and playing in the snow. It's like, oh, I need to go shovel the snow. Oh, I need to let the dogs out and, and this kind of stuff. So it's just different now than when I was a kid before, and I would just go sledding or snowball fights or whatever. Like, I yeah. I love the winter. I love the isolation. I do. But, like, the fact that, like, the sun goes down at 9 is, like, pretty cool to me right now. Yeah. That is fair. Like, it's still a little light outside right now. Um, I I don't know if I miss the summer or if I miss, like, just being a kid in, like, the carefree nature of, of summertime yeah. as a kid without, with the, without having to go to school and whatnot. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest, like, dude, when, when, when summer vacation hit, when you were in school, it was, like, it was the time, man. You know, like, long, yeah. yeah um, you know, my parents trusted me enough to, like, stay home by myself um and i would just like chill at home play games hang with friends it was awesome now should i have been staying home alone at 10 years old probably not i was <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff that i should not have been doing like i um i was just telling somebody recently that like like you were doing like a like a quiz thing and it was like oh you know what was the most trouble and like craziest thing that happened to you as a kid and i was like well, I used to take my mom's futon mattress outside and jump off of the top of the porch, pretending I was Jeff Hardy. Um, and they, they never knew. So, Dude. and like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Good thing you didn't break your back. Yeah. Or my neck, you know, like, yeah, I used to do, I used to do stuff like that or like go, ex like there was a, like an abandoned sewer tunnel next to, next to, to mom's house. And I looked up, the, looked up the lid with my buddies one day and we jumped down there and we're like exploring it. And I'm like, what a terrible idea. But I was such a dumb little teenager that like I had, I had no no idea. Um, we used to like ride our bikes around town all day, just doing nothing but riding our riding our bikes. It was a it was a ignorant bliss, but looking back on it, I'm like, God, where was my parental guidance? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just needed one person in my life to say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got a really bad concussion one time because I decided to ramp my bike. And this was like, like a mile away from home. I decided to ramp my bike off of this stone pile, 
and I had too much weight forward, so the bike went up in the air, but I went down on my my stomach. And I remember lifting my head up to look at my buddy, and my bike came back down on the back of my head and smashed my head into the ground. <laughs> like I had no so idea what I was doing. What you're saying is it's a miracle you can still do math. Is, is yeah, what it's a it's a miracle I'm alive, to be honest with you, because my parents were like, ah, he's fine. Sleep alone. I think I think we're getting a little further away from the topic, but I, I hear you. This, this summer hits different. I'm I'm with you. And I I agree with you about like, oh, no, it's nice how quiet and like remote everything feels in the winter and how beautiful it is when like there's a layer of snow on the ground. I get that. I think I had like seasonal affective disorder for the first time in my entire life last year where I was just like slowly losing my mind because like the sun would go down at three o'clock, not three o'clock, three, three thirty, three forty five ish. And man, I was just like kind of miserable last winter. And that was the first time that's ever happened. And like, I've got a PlayStation 5. I've got a whole bunch of Gundam model kits. I got a whole bunch of dogs. Like I got a lot of good stuff in my life. I don't mean to sound like a, like I have like a bad life, but like, man, it just, it hit. And then like this summer, I was just like, fuck yes. Fuck yes, the sun. I'm going to hang out with the sun all day. And there's just some things that just make me think of summer. And some things that I think are just like the perfect thing to do in summer and so i this is before every video game ever became an open world rpg or at least like had open world elements to it but man there was just like nothing more special than spider-man 2 which launched before the or around the time of the movie in summer of 2004 and so i want to ask you guys if that was seth what do you what what because there is a game that's more special than spider-man 2 it's ultimate spider-man Okay, that also came out in the summer. Damn like, right. Let me just say, damn right. <laughs> Spider-Man 2 came out first. Jesus. All right. Um, but, like, I always associate summer with, like, big open world games. Mm. I also associate summer, most importantly, I think Jaws is probably the best summer movie of all time. Doesn't that, like, dissuade uh, you from going to the beach, George? I live Isn't on that like a summer every, thing? Every, every everywhere is the beach. I can't I can't do anything about that. Doesn't that dissuade you from living on an island, George? No. <laughs> no, it's clearly a once in a lifetime thing. I know there was three more Jaws movies after the first one, but I'm gonna go ahead and say that they don't exist. And uh, do you guys remember that video lifetime. of that dude that punched the shark and picked it up and threw it back into the ocean? Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. I wonder how that guy's doing these days. Because one of the coolest things I've ever seen next to the kangaroo trying to kill that guy's dog and him going out and boxing the kangaroo. I mean, there are some guys that just had this built different, you know. Um, but do you is think you could take that? Do you think you could take that shark puncher in a fight? I don't know, man. That <laughs> is that dude had no hesitation when he grabbed that shark and yeeted it back into the ocean. He's like, "Go back to where you came from, you big idiot." You stupid angry seal. <laughs> I mean, one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my whole life. But you you talking about that, George, it it for some reason I feel like I have this deep memory of playing like Fable. One of the Fable games throughout entire summer. And like it, that's not it. That's not. That's not real. No, I, I know. Don't, I don't think Brock Lesnar. It's I don't not. think Brock Lesnar really f five to shark. Just so we're clear. <laughs> but there was a, there was a real guy that that grabbed a shark. I think it was attacking his kid or something like that. It was it was like going after him, and he he like punched the shark and threw it back into the ocean. Coolest thing I've Amazing. ever seen. Um, 
but is there is there a game that just like like feels like summer to you guys ever? Um, the first the first infamous game for me. Mm. Oh, that's a good pick. Actually, I totally agree with that. I think it's just so it's like associated with summer for me because I remember beating both games over summer break mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Well, the second one, I remember like they talked about it at E3 and everyone's like, why are you talking about it? It just came out. They're like, we're talking about it because it just came out. <laughs> kind of want to let people know that it just came out. I think the second one's probably like a better summer game because like the first one's really muggy and dingy. But because of that, like I can almost like feel the humidity in the first game every time I I go somewhere and I'm like riding the rails, and that just always makes me think of New York City, which is just a, such a shithole in the summer. I hate that city so much. It it it's so like I feel like I'm swimming every time I go into a subway there in the summer. It's the worst. I played New York City in the, in the winter is really great though. I played Infamous One at my mom's boyfriend's house right after they started dating. I remember sitting alone in the living room playing Infamous One. I don't remember where my mom or the boyfriend was. <laughs> I just remember being like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I love my life. <laughs> I wonder what dad's doing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but Infamous 2 was pretty dope. I mean, I loved Infamous 2. Because didn't we get Infamous 2 for free when uh, the PSN went down? Oh God, maybe. I think you're I right. Know. I don't know. I think it was Festival of Blood. Maybe. I never Ooh. played Festival of Blood, but I heard it was really good. You know, that's a good pick, by the way. Just thinking of, of the um the PSN going down that time frame. Portal two came out at mm-hmm. about that same time frame, and that was like right leading into summer. And Portal Two, I remember playing that like all summer long on PS3 when that launched, getting that platinum. And I just I don't know, that's a summer game for me. So the PSN outage of the summer, that makes me sick in my stomach because I worked at GameStop at the time, and you would not believe the amount of people that brought in their entire PlayStation 3 collections to trade in. We once had a receipt that was as long as the store. We, we measured it out. Horrible, horrible time of my life. But um, not because the PSN was down. How, how much did they get for their entire collection? Like, like $19? 13 like, cents. I don't know. That, <laughs> I don't know. Like Like... We always joked about GameStop, like how much they ripped people off, but they really did, man. They they ripped people off, and now they're 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 burning in health, hopefully. But um, SmackDown, here comes the pain. Big summer game for me. All I played, here comes the pain, and SmackDown versus Raw and SmackDown versus Raw 2006 for like three summers consecutively. So those those were huge. I do those, those old school wrestling games were so fun. Um, Austin, I know you weren't a wrestling fan back then, but did you ever play any of those old wrestling games? You know, I've I've never played any of those older games, and I've wanted to go back and play some of them because they're so you know highly spoken of. Um, but no, I've actually never played any of any of that that era. Dude, they probably haven't aged well, but back then, man, oh my god, those games were so so good. George, did you did you ever play the the old wrestling games? Only at friends' houses, but I couldn't tell you which ones I played. I I just wasn't really into wrestling as a kid. I'm super into wrestling. it now. In fact, I wanted to bring up SummerSlam, which just happened this past weekend, and it was a shit ton of fun to watch. Brock Lesnar against Cody Rhodes. What a match. What a match. Fatal three-way between Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow. 
What what a way to spend four and a half hours on my Saturday, I gotta tell you guys. So that's another thing I'd want to say, is just like the excitement and the energy of SummerSlam. So I I watched so much pro wrestling as a teenager that I was able to predict how the matches were going to go while they were happening. And I was able to predict what happened next because you can kind of see the people, like you see these wrestlers over and over again, you kind of know their ring work. And um, you're like, oh, well, he didn't throw him as hard this time, so that means he's about to get countered. And it really ruined wrestling for me for like for the long time. Um, but I, I keep seeing like people talking about like AEW and whatnot. I, I really kind of want to get back into it. But you're, you're, you're was, like Neo, who like sees the code of the Matrix, like when he's in the world. Yeah, like, I mean, it was it was it stopped being fun because I was able to like r- realize what what was going on. Because eventually, you see enough wrestling matches that like like okay, well, they they, they all kind of follow like the same sort of formula. And this was when they were getting like super super PG. With the, with the wrestling so like there wasn't anything crazy happening like people coming in and hitting each other with the, the chair shots and stuff like that um but i mean i've been wanting to go back in and watch some more of it especially because i heard like aew is like pretty cool these days um yeah, i've heard but, great things about aew they're actually going to be like 30 minutes from us in a couple of weeks and i i thought about going but i i've never watched any of it so i don't have any context mm-hmm. but um it looks like it's still be fun even if you don't watch it yeah for the record it's on it's on wednesdays and, yeah, uh, Saturdays. I think AEW Collision is on Saturdays. So, AEW. Dude, Collision. some of the the uh, Japanese wrestling, the NGPW stuff, is super fun to watch. I, that's the stuff I've enjoyed the most uh, over the past few years. I don't really watch much of that's, it anymore. But... That's where my girl Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow, comes from, and yep. uh, my guy Shinsuke Nakamura, the King of Strong Style. Yeah. Yeah, I was they, trying um, to find a picture I had on MySpace of me doing the Jeff Hardy pose, but I couldn't find it. What's what's like the the most iconic summer blockbuster for you guys? Like re- removing Jaws from the equation, because I think Jaws is the best summer movie of all time. But like, if I were to say summer, what's the first movie you think of? I don't know. I don't. Oh, I, huh. I don't have. I don't have movie release dates memorized like that. Yeah, I know. I'm not really I, thinking that way either. I have two. It's go ahead. Tra- like the first Transformers movie. Oh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Totally, totally. The first Transformers movie. And when I was a kid, yeah, I saw dude. Independence Day for summer when I was six years old. I would say Spider-Man movie- 2 for me. Uh, not Ultimate Spider-Man. Fucking dickhead. They didn't make a movie. If they made a movie, it'd be better. Okay. Dude, Transformers 1 is such a good pick. The the first live action. Uh, I... I think that movie holds up pretty well. I actually don't um, disagree with that. Not, not racist jazz, but besides that, movie holds up pretty good. Transformers 2, I remember coming out in the summer and watching it and being super excited for Megan Fox. <laughs> and then, God, we're going to get so many movies like that, by the way. Not with Megan Fox, that's not what I'm saying. But like that movie was like filmed during the writer's strike, so like, no one could be on set to rewrite anything that wasn't working so they really just shot what they had and we are in month three of like the writer's strike month one yeah month two of the actor strike so man all the good movies are like being pushed until like the strike is over so the talent can start promoting it especially like these smaller budget big budget movies there's some Zendaya movie, I think it's called Passengers. I can't remember, but like that one or Challengers. That's that one's being held so that she can promote it because she's got like what two hundred million followers across all of her social platforms. But man, just next year's movies are going to be so fucking bad. 
Real quick, speaking of like summer movies and whatnot, um, how do you guys feel about Dune, the movie Dune? I haven't seen it Everyone, yet. Incredible. Dude, I don't understand that movie about like like why I think it's so so boring. And I like I, I keep trying to watch it and falling asleep. Now I watched Oppenheimer last night, same thing. I'm like, this is this sucks. I am exhausted watching this movie. Well, you guys were just talking about Final Fantasy fourteen for nineteen minutes. I actually went online and bought tickets to see Oppenheimer a second time this weekend. That movie's <laughs> fucking incredible. I have no. I don't get it. About. Well, what do you like? What about Oppenheimer? Did you like? What it's, about it blew you away? It's fantastic. It's got a really good story. I mean, the way the plot is is delivered, I, I personally found really interesting. I didn't know much about him as a person, but I I will say this though, Seth. I think you kind of have to have an interest in like history of some sense. To enjoy that film like and you kind of have to have a knowledge of it and a, and, a, and a care for it i don't know i just i like the context of like call me dumb honestly said just understand the movie. don't be a dumbass and then maybe you'll yeah. enjoy it <laughs> probably hard to see the movie with your head so far up your ass i knew all kinds <laughs> about the, the the atomic bomb but i just i don't know i just i, I thought it was i thought i was like you know what i could have gotten a 45 minute history channel documentary and gotten the same thing out of it. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I, I, I knew watching that movie that wasn't going to be for everybody, but I loved it. I just, I was like, I, I, I was like twice as long as it needed to be. And, and like halfway through, I'm like, Jesus Christ, how much longer this do I got to stand with stand for? You know? And then, and then I, would, I was like, Oh my God, we're only halfway done. That's I'm what Oppenheimer go, said after he made the nuclear bong. How, how much uh, more do I have to do this? How long how gonna, I, like, do I have to be on this planet? I don't know if this is a spoiler, but like the bomb goes off like around the two-hour mark. And you're like, wow, what a great ending to the movie. And you're like, there's another hour? And then I think, like, I, I don't know. I think the last hour is absolutely incredible. I think that feels less like a Chris Nolan movie and more like an Aaron Sorkin movie. But it was it was so good. Not me, not for me. I thought the performances were absolutely incredible. I thought the cinematography and the scope, the scale, all of that was great. I like the idea of him battling his his legacy, like just being confronted with like what he'll mean to the world. I thought that was really interesting. And then just seeing like the conflict, I guess, of science in this case being like a f- outlet of creativity, right? Because like the illusions in the beginning of the movie to like the way synapse is firing looking like artwork. And the way like he thought life was worth living because he was like looking at stuff like Picasso's and like just equating what he does to what artists do, and then having the entire struggle be against bureaucracy. I, I just thought like that was a really interesting point about how like so many people can make so many things, but it's always someone else who wants to suppress it. I don't know. I just thought there was a lot to like about the movie. But it, it reminded me a lot of Dune because I feel the same way about Dune, where I'm like, I, I legitimately do not understand why people are like raving about this movie it's one and, of the most beautiful movies of the last 20 years that, that that's why because it's denny denny villeneuve is that really the only reason like because it's pretty i think it was nice seeing a giant epic that was new because like i watched the original dune movie that movie is a turd all due respect to david lynch who's a director i don't really care for but i admire and respect i just don't enjoy watching his movies but i understand he's contributed a lot to film but uh, it, it was a turd. Uh, th- this one, though, like, it was just nice seeing, like, a whole new world, especially because, like, it came out after Rise of Skywalker. I'm more forgiving and generous of Rise of Skywalker than anyone else I know in my real life. 
but even then i'm just like oh well this is like what a good sci-fi movie is like this, this is what a good sci-fi movie looks like as opposed to rise this is going to be a, a just to start a pivot here but talking about movies that feel like summer or that remind you of summer I took a um, one of my first semesters in college. I took a film class like online over the summer and we had to watch some, um, you know, just various movies. But we kind of got the option to choose what we wanted to watch. She gave us a list of like 40 movies and we had to choose. I think it was like eight throughout the semester of the 40. And so, of course, she had just a stellar list of like. So many good movies, 2001 Metropolis Blade Runner, like all this like super cool, like sci fi fantasy type stuff that I was all about and Blade Runner I watched for the first time during that class over the summer and I'll never forget watching that movie and just becoming absolutely obsessed with um both that and 2001 as well uh which is my favorite movie of all time now but um those those movies in particular there's something about I guess just watching them like they they make make me think of summer for some reason which is very weird for two th- or for Blade Runner in particular because that movie is so like dark and dingy but i don't know there's just something about it that feels like rejuvenating <laughs> did you like did you see 2049 i still have not seen 2049 i i still have not seen 2049 i need to sit it's down good. and watch it 2049 is really good yeah that's the same dude who did dune yeah denny nice made, i actually didn't made know a that. Better, made a better movie in 2049 okay um what's weird i've been playing uh super mario what's it called uh sunshine super mario sunshine because i'm like oh this should be like a summer game and i played it a little bit when i was a kid and then i like i stopped playing it and then i like started playing it again i'm like why did i stop playing this and i got to like the sixth shine or whatever i was like oh right this is why i stopped playing because this game plays like shit uh you can't do precision anything in this game it just feels like butt playing it I want that to be a good game. Austin, is Ape Escape, is that a summer game to you? Because I feel very similar vibes. Yeah. Not in like the shitty controls, but in like the atmosphere that they're going for. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely. Like I used to always play that. That was definitely a summertime game for me growing up. Like I'd, I'd sit there and play that every summer. I guess it's just because somewhat similar. Like it's a super bright and colorful game. And, you know, it just makes me makes me think of being out of school when I'm a kid. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, because like I don't think we have to go super long tonight. It's a summer episode. We just want to talk about summer. We probably want to get back to playing our own games so we can have more things to talk about next week. Is there anything else that you guys just associate with summer? For me, it's like comics are the big thing, obviously, because I'm a huge fucking comic book nerd. But like, I don't know why. I used to always read uh, Secret Wars, the original like 1985 one, and Crisis on Infinite Earths every summer. That was how I would mark summer. But uh, in the past, like, 10 years or so, I've since stopped doing that. And the one book I reread every summer is The Death and Return of Superman. Like, I don't know what it is about those books. Might have just because been because I read those for the first time during summer. But something about, like, the 90s coloring, the way you were talking about Ape Escape and, you know, this bright, lavish world. I don't know, man. Something about that book just feels so perfectly summer. It also feels like a, like a three-act movie, too, across, like, the death, the... Uh, funeral for a friend the return the reign of the superman all that shit it just feels perfectly set up and it's just such a big expansive thing you guys associate big things with summer and also we're all secretly comic book nerds here like what comics do you associate with summer i didn't really start reading 
comics hardcore um, until I got out of school. So I don't really associate comic books with summer. I read them a little bit as a kid, but for me, uh, summer summer's more about RPGs, like JRPGs. It was really the only time I had enough time to really dive in and beat these games that I loved um, as a kid, like Final Fantasy VII and Chrono Cross. And um, like, like I was talking earlier, like Fable. Um, I was really busy during the school year because... I did sports and I did karate year round as well. So like sports would usually last like practices until like five. And then I had karate at six 30 to eight. So I really didn't have a whole lot of time throughout the school year um, to do video games. But summertime was always like a big, like I would dive in and, and really play a lot of video games during, during the summer. Um, that's why I think I th- just fable always came out in the fall, but I don't think I played fable too until, until the summertime. Um, but yeah, I was, I always think of like RPGs when I think of summertime. Yeah, I, um, I'm kind of the same way, you know, uh, you guys know this at this point, but I've never been like a massive comic book reader. I mean, you guys are far, far more ahead of me on, on that note. I mean, I, I've read some throughout my years and, um, I used to do like the Marvel subscription for like Fantastic Four and Thor when I was a kid, uh, where they'd mail it to you monthly, but Comic book wise, there's nothing really that I can think of that makes me think of summer. Aside from the feeling when I was older, when I was in high school, a comic book shop opened literally like a quarter mile from where we lived. So I just walk there like every Wednesday and grab a few new books. This was about the time um, Amazing Spider-Man from Dan Slott started and we had Original Sin, which then promptly killed off my interest in comics for a while. So. Fair. Um, fair. But fair, yeah. I did that one summer. I remember very clearly, like going, to, you know, just taking a five minute walk down to the comic book store for my house, like every Wednesday, and picking up a few new books and um, reading Nova, and I forget what else I was reading that summer. But there were a lot of really, really good books around that time that I enjoyed. But um, I was going to say, just on a broad scale, something I haven't brought up is, and this actually ties into the beginning of the show, George. There's something about racing games to me that are just like the summer. Like those are the games of the summer, just racing games in general. You know, as I've gotten older, Forza Horizon, I not five as much, but three and four, I for some reason just tended to play a lot more of during the summer. You know, it was just something that was like, okay, three uh, was the Australian uh, setting. And that, you know, just going to Australia in the summer, racing some cars, like, Nothing better uh, when it's actually summer in real life. So that game and then, you know, the older Need for Speed games, especially on the PS3. I I remember playing a ton of uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted, the remake on PS3, the open world one, and then Burnout Paradise, which are basically clones of each other um, in the summertime. And both of those I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. I don't know what it is about racing games. I guess it's because it's like, it's bright outside and it's hot and you know playing a game where you're driving a car around in an open world just feels right (laughs) yeah especially like the reason i associate movies so much like yeah there's like big blockbusters that come out during the summer but the reason i love going to the movies so much during the summer is like i never grew up in a house that had air conditioning Mm. and so just like being able to go to a place 
and be entertained for two hours, an hour and a half, and like, oh, I get to eat food I don't normally get to eat. Like, uh, like, oh, I can have just popcorn. That's great. Yeah. Oh, with butter, that's even better. Oh, I can. I just get Coke whenever I want. Coca Cola. Uh, whenever I want. Also, I can just get cocaine whenever I want. Like, what a what a time to be alive. Um, and so I don't know. Like, there's just there there's so much that just like makes me happy. And I wonder if I start indulging in this stuff in the winter, if I'll get less depressed about the winter this year. It wasn't even like a long winter. It was just like a harsh winter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is supposed to be an El Nino winter, so it's probably gonna be pretty warm. Fingers crossed, man. Actually, I don't know. Fingers crossed. I don't, like, is the Atlantic current collapsing? I don't know. Like, what? What? what what's a good well, thing? What? what what's a I know good the thing the happen? El Nino thing happens like every four or five years. So this is just, this is pretty normal. I know yeah. you were on you were on the West Coast for so many years. You forgot all about our our ragtag East Coast here uh, weather cycles. But yeah, this is pretty normal. I mean, I was there. You guys showed up for um what was it pax east and like i was in boston mm-hmm. the year of snowpocalypse where like the last of that snow didn't fucking melt until july <laughs> like in oh my boston, god it was piled so high and packed so condensely that it, it didn't finally leave until july and like i think like I, dude i grew up on the east coast i'm used to east coast winters there's just something about this one that just really grinded me down you know, it is interesting, know. this whole conversation, too, just in the backdrop, like hearing you guys talk about this and then, you know, think it in my head. And I, I'm sure it'd be interesting to hear coaches thoughts, too. But like, like you said at the top, George, I mean, my summer is probably quite a bit different than your summer, because frankly, we try not to really go outside that much in, in the summer here because it's like mid 90s, high 90s, most days and humidity, like 85, 90 percent humidity. Yeah. So you know what you know what I always think about is like those poor bastards in Disney World, those poor employees <laughs> that like have to be outside all year round and like wear the dumb costumes and the little kids are being like, oh, yeah, I love you so much, and they're probably like, well, like what about what about strokes? What about the families that pay thousands of dollars to go to Disney World in July? Yeah, I don't know what their problem is either. <laughs> like, like stop. Don't. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't wouldn't you, wouldn't you go in like March? You would want you would think, but no, they go in the summer when it's so brutally hot that you literally can't do anything. I mean, it was hot when me and Austin went in, in the beginning of May. Yeah, first week like of May, hot. it was already like ninety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and I think I I got sunburned a little bit just just in the beginning of May. Yeah. So it's super hot, dude. And Austin, I don't know. Did Austin? Did you drive to Disney World? No, we flew. We flew. Okay. Yeah, we could have driven because it's like a seven hour drive, but we just frankly, we didn't want to deal with driving seven hours back after we were probably going to be exhausted, you know, a, a week into being at Disney, which we totally were. So that was the right <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah. Also, I see Andy behind you. Looks like she's playing Final Fantasy on a laptop. Look at that. She is. Yeah. Does she have any does she, before we wrap up here? Because I don't think we don't have to go long. Uh, are there any movies, books, video games that she just thinks are intrinsically summer? Are there any movies, games, or books that you think are in the summer or that feel like summer? She's waiting to respond. She's also she's still thinking. Heated battle. Oh, if I did it, I would interrupt. 
Totally spies. Totally spies. And Pingu. That's a great answer. Yeah. Did everybody I mean, watch Totally Spies? Was that a thing that, that like everybody that had, our style. age yeah. had a crush on all those characters when we were kids? Or was that just me? I don't even know no. what that is. I don't okay. even know what that is. I didn't have a crush on any of the characters, but I do remember watching it. But like, man, like all those shows, like that entire era, I really associate with summer because like I actually I yeah. lost the summer. I like moved to Chile in late June because school started in July because that's their winter. It's like they have a shorter break. Right. So I actually like lost an entire summer vacation once because I was like moving to like be with my mom. And so like that to me was still summer because it was like pretty tropical compared to where I was in Maine. But like no man, like Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Digimon, Totally Spies, all those shows, like those do feel like summer shows to me because I still was in pretty hardcore summer mode. Yeah. When I moved there. Oh god, those that era. I miss that animation so much. Fuck, is there anything like is there any music that you guys just think of? Like I go back to I don't listen to my high school music very often, but I do every summer because I feel like that was when I really discovered it. Like that's when I'll like blast Modest Mouse as loud as possible. That's when I'll blast the Killers as loud as possible. Is always in the summer. Killers. Still good. Um, breaking my back just to know your name, <laughs> dude. Oh my God. Um, so I was older at this point, but the only reason I'm about to say this is because of Forza Horizon Two. And that is uh, Churches, which is one of my favorite bands. But I used to listen to their songs all the time um, in the summer, like, you know, 2014, 2015, when I was driving the, to uh, my first semester of college. Um, I had like a 45 minute commute. Uh, the place I originally went to, to college before I transferred schools. And I got into Churches because they had a few songs in Forza Horizon 2 that were great so i started listening to them in real life as i was driving and very much so just felt like summer music to me and then their most recent album is just like about horror things and does not feel like a summer album at all <laughs> yeah so, I mean, it's good people need to listen to stuff in the fall i get it yeah <sighs> all right any any closing notes on on summer because i think we're officially out of the dog days of summer i believe that's mid-july I'm pretty sure. What does that even mean? What does I that even mean? I, th I think it's supposed to be like the, uh, like when summer is starting to feel like people are getting a little sick of summer and they're like ready for it to cool down. I believe that's that's how it's used. But I don't, I don't fucking know. It says most sources agree that the dog days occur in mid to late summer. Um, at the Old Farmer's Almanac, they considered the dog days to be the 40 days, beginning July 3rd and ending August 11th. 40 days of what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. Well, well as, a, as a salute wait, to August 11th, yeah, we're, this is the last episode before August That's right. 11th. So That's we're right. officially out of the dog days of summer. So I'm glad I we talked that. about this now. This is perfect um, timing. Not the most... Not the most like thought out topic, but honestly, it was nice just to bullshit with you guys and not like worry about Square Enix's bottom line or what <laughs> Star Wars Outlaws means for the future of Star Wars video games. It's kind of nice to just dick around a little bit. So I appreciate yeah. you guys putting on Good your shoes with... and going for a summertime walk with me on the beach. You know where you can walk on the beach, George? Uh, is it to our Twitter? Um, in Final Pod? Fantasy 14, which is on PC um, and PS5, you can go to Limsa Lamensa. Costa del Sol. Yep, you got it. 
Costa that's, del Sol. That's cool. I, I, like I can literally go outside and hear buoy bells. I live pretty close <laughs> to the water, so mm. I, I could just walk. Can't I, hear I have... chocobos queen. <laughs> <laughs> so Austin, before we wrap yes. up, wrap up. Are you just is Final Fantasy 16 just dead to you? Like, are you just not going to pick that up anytime soon? I don't know, man. I tried to play a little bit more of it and. I got to, well, I don't want to spoil it because I don't know where you're at. I don't know if you played anymore. Um, I think the last time when we no, talked I, about I it. I know where you're at. Me. You're like, you're, you're assembling the airship. Yeah. I'm about to start that quest. I can tell because like some chick just came back from college and I have to do stuff to set up her <laughs> lab and like I assume. Yeah. Is yeah. It's not a spoiler because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. No, it doesn't mean anything at all. I'll go back to it eventually. I think it's just speaking of summer final fantasy 14 right now i don't know i wanted something a little more connected and you know i've been playing a lot of single player games this year and i I just wanted something a little different and so i'm liking 16 it's just i don't know maybe i have adhd or something and it just pulled me away i i have no idea what's (laughs) final fantasy pulled you back in i've definitely played longer games but something about this game feels especially long even though like it's know. the low points. The it's, lows it's, are rough. Really, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Seth, how how far would you say? Because like I'm, I think just before where Austin is. Mm-hmm. Is, is two thirds. You are probably halfway. Yeah. Jesus My PS5 really tells me I'm at like sixty-two percent, yeah. and I'm I'm a little bit further than that now, George. I've done a little bit more, so. I played some last week, but not a whole lot. I did all the side quests and stuff, though, too. So I have to done every side quest I can. I mean, I would have gotten further if I didn't get hot wheeled. Lead the way. <laughs> all right, we gotta wrap this bad boy up because I got a crap. Yeah, we got a crap. <laughs> we got to crap this bad boy up. All right. uh, you got. <laughs> I got my small colon getting blasted out. Okay. Uh, well, you can reach the show on Twitter at FrameskipPod, on Instagram at FrameskipPod, FrameskipPod pretty much everywhere. Uh, get in touch. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know if you want to come on the show. Let us know if there's any uh, topics you wish we consider. Let us know if we offended you. Let us know if you have any If you want to play Final Fantasy XIV better. with us, let us know. Yeah, let us know if you have any suggestions on how to make the show better. Let us know if you have uh, any ideas on how to make the show worse. We're open to everything. <laughs> Uh, th- thank you so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with Austin specifically, don't. That's weird. Just hit up the show. If you want to get in touch with Seth or me specifically, that's weird. Don't. Hit up the show. At Pod on all of our socials. And we'll be back in your ear holes next week with episode 131, which um, I'm sure we're going to put a lot of thought into what we talk about that episode. So be excited and get ready, nerdos. We will talk to you soon. Smoochies! See ya. <laughs>